Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, oh man, got a radio show. Yeah, I do. God's so big to me, man. I just have to tell you about it. I can't help it. It's rather obvious to me how big, how good God is. He's absolutely tremendous. He's off the chain. He on one. He be clowning. He be just showing out. Man, I'm just over here just on the receiving end. You know, uh, if you out there, start your mission today. Start your mission today. What are you waiting for? Why do we as people delay what we want or delay the process to begin what we want, our hopes, our dreams, our desires. Why won't you start your mission today? Why don't we all decide together that just individually, look, you listening, you got something that you've been dreaming about. You got an ambition of yours that's not yet fulfilled. You got goals you haven't accomplished yet. Everybody has them. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got something that's that's on the table that they haven't yet attacked yet. What are you waiting for? Start your mission today. Stop the procrastination now. The procrastination is only hurting you, yourself. If you got a goal, an aspiration, a dream, and you fall off track momentarily, you can get back to that. Because God know where you left off. 
Now, you may have to accomplish a few more things since you stopped for a long period of time, but God know where you left off. You can get back on track. I Look, man, this dream of being on TV since I was a kid, it got off track now. It got off track. I just kept it as one of the dreams. And in some real dark moments when it looked like it wasn't going to happen, all I was hanging on to was just to hope that one day it could. But that's what faith is really about. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. But faith gives you the confidence to keep hoping, man. Sometimes it just keep hope alive. Sometimes, you heard Jesse Jackson say it, just keep hope alive. Sometimes, man, it's just the hope. I was hanging on the hope. And I'm talking about when it got real ugly and funky out there for me, when it looked like I wasn't going to ever make it. And all of the facts was in and everything pointed in the direction you're not going to make it. You done really messed up this time. Then I sat there and I just hung on to the hope. But man, that's what I'm saying. If you got a dream or an aspiration or vision or something, when you fall off track and you want to go get back in line, God holds your place. See, he held on to that for me. He knew I was off track and out of line. But he said, okay, here's where we stop. You want to be on TV. Now, when you get it together and you quit tripping and you come and you turn to me, I'm going to hold your place, put you back in line, then we're going to finish the journey. That took me a lot longer to get here than I wanted to, but then it was necessary because I needed all of them mishaps to happen to me along the way. So when I got on the radio one day, which I did not see coming, Steve Harvey got a radio show, y'all. That's why I say it every day. See, because of this radio show that I didn't see coming, now I have stories to tell. I got experiences to share. And I can tell you about me better than I can tell you about anybody. And I done been through enough where it's relatable, where enough people can go, man, that happened to me. Appreciate you saying that. That's what it was for. See, I get it now. See, at the time, though, I didn't, I didn't like what was happening to me. At the time, I was really in total disagreement with God on a lot of stuff he was pulling off on me. But in essence, I was really pulling it off on myself. But through his grace and mercy, he kept me through all of my mistakes, all my bad decisions, all my miscalculations, all my misfires, all the times I knowingly stepped out there and did wrong. He forgave me. He said, because, man, if you ever come to me, I have a plan for you that is going to be far and above. It will supersede everything you've ever dreamed of. That's what I did. I just got sick of me, good and sick of me, and I turned it over to God, and then God started working, and here I am today. Now, is he through with me yet? Nope. Have I arrived yet? Nope. But guess what? The journey is cool. You know, it's like I was talking to this young brother the other day, about comedy and he's a really good stand-up you know this young dude is really good he said man what is this i feel every night before i go on stage i don't know what it is i just want it off me i said sir listen to me young young dude this thing that climbs on my back every night before i go on stage i don't know what it is it's got something to do with pressure it's got something to do with anticipation it's got a whole lot to do with the fear of falling he said, what you mean by that? I said, every night I walk out on stage, it's like I'm about to go and step off a cliff. I said, it's a sickening feeling. He said, man, but you do so well. 
I said, that's because the parachute opens. I said, but I want you to understand something. When I first walk out there, it's just stepping off the cliff. Now, these jokes provide a parachute, which slows my descent when I jump off the cliff. And I turn it into a glide. And then I take the audience this way, and I swing them back over there that way. We might swing out to the Colorado Rockies. We may go down to Miami with this joke. We may take it on out to L.A. And I just swing back and forth till I land softly. The crowd cheers. The night is over with. I said, but it's been too many nights, though, when I walked off that cliff and I pulled the cord and the parachute didn't open. I said, now nah, I'm just free falling out there for 30 minutes. Ain't no jokes working. Ain't the parachute didn't open. I said, so see, that's what it's like for me. And then you know what I found out? If you done walked off the cliff in life and you ain't got no God in your life, it's like not having a parachute. You step off the cliff and you just free falling. Now see, we all, now that fall gets you closer to the grave, right? See, we all heading to the grave from the moment we're born. But the cool thing about a relationship with God is when you step off the cliff and you got God, he a parachute. You still going down, but it's a nice ride. And God just helps your, your descent appear more like a rise and more like a euphoric fall instead of not having no God in your life and you just walking off that cliff every day, free falling, ain't got no cord, you steady pulling, ah, you hollering the whole way because you messed around with yourself and ain't let God come into your life and provide a parachute for you. I would rather have a parachute since I got to jump every day than to not have one. God has been like a parachute for me. Ask me why, where that came from. I can't tell you, but like I always say, most good things that happen in my life that I can't explain, it's usually him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody, let me have your undivided attention. It's only cracking. We back again by the grace of God. Well, boy, we still here doing swell, doing some great things. This is Steve Harvey Morning Show. We come to celebrate life today. We come to celebrate life today, even though it's a different norm and a different time for all of us all. It is all of us. And so it's a different time for everybody. We're here to celebrate. Listen, I know it's easy for some people to say, hey, just find something to do. It's busy. But let let me tell you something. Everybody has to deal with this thing from their perspective. And it's all in perspective. Somebody got bigger house to walk around than other people's house. We all have to hang in there. We all got to pull for each other. We all got to take care of each other. And we all got to look out for one another. If you know somebody, old man, just go by. Make sure they're okay. You understand? Make sure they got something to eat. We just got to. I think this is a time where we can can just show that we all better. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show, which is better. Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? What's that dad damn junior. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and the fool, nephew Tommy. Yay, yay. In the building. Boy. All right. Man. Hey, can I you ask you You feel good question? today, huh, Steve? Sure. Can imagine, um, if you put clothes on and then take them off and then put them on the next day, is that dirty? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Have you left? Okay. You ain't been no. nowhere, have you? Nuh-uh. Because that's what I did. I got it back on. No. They not dirty. 
Oh. Now, after day two, they they gonna be dirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Junior. There's some uh, rules still in place. I just cause like, have. see, amen, amen, amen. First of all, let me tell you something. Here's what I really have appreciated about being on lockdown. Since je- since March 13th, I have had on no draws. I just ah, command down on bottom. Yeah. I have not had on a pair of Tommy John underwear since March 13th. Oh, but you have on pants. You just don't have on underwear. Yeah, yeah, sweatpants, oh, okay. stuff like oh, that. I just oh, didn't oh, have no oh, I thought you okay. were doing like me. <laughs> what? I'm all out in the backyard in the morning. Neighbors is like just tripping with me. I'm t-shirted nothing. T-shirt I, can, I can't do that, Tommy. Oh, Why? I can't do that. It's my yard. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I, ain't I can't do that, Tommy. You ought to try it, Steve Harvey. No, I oh, can't. Well, because I'm Steve Harvey, and I'm, I'm just yeah. blessed. I ain't nowhere well I can do it. Oh. But the breeze, though. Bro. That's <laughs> what you're missing. I'm the blessed. breeze. Ain't nowhere in the world. Girl. The breeze mm-hmm. is what's incredible. Mm-hmm. See, Tommy, he can do that. I'm Who blessed. baby out in the back naked? <laughs> <laughs> you walk Who into baby that one is back there with his I little did. ass? Out there walking around and walk put right the clothes on that baby. <laughs> you know, you six two and walk out there with your with no drawers on. It's different. Oh man. All right. Hold that thought. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we're gonna do another edition of Ask the CLO because the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, is in the building. Steve is going to help someone uh, with their relationships. That's coming up right after this. That baby gonna fall in that pool. Shut up, Junior. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. The Chief Love Officer is in the building. Steve, this one is from Daryl in East Texas. He says, my girlfriend and I have known each other since we were seven years old. We started dating in the 10th grade. Oh, it started over. Say that again. I missed it. My girlfriend and I have known Mm -hmm. each other since we were seven years old. We started dating in the 10th grade, and we haven't spent a moment apart since then we are in our mid-20s now and i want to marry her she said we should not get married right away and she suggested we separate for a while to date other people before we decide on marriage someone is in her head and making her think there may be something better out there for her i don't want to lose her what should i do well uh you're right brother but Something is going on. It might not be nobody in her head. She could be in her own head. She hasn't experienced much of life. And a lot of times, you know, with Instagram and being able to see all these highlights of other people's lives, sometimes it's it's best to go out there to make sure that you can experience life as you know it. And let me explain something to you, young brother. If you lose her, it wasn't meant to be. See, what you think is meant to be, if the two of you don't think it's meant to be, it ain't going to be. And I was waiting on you to say you want to hold off and go explore, but she wants to explore. Hey, man, listen to me. If, if she gets married and does not scratch that itch, mm. you're going to have a problem. So let her go. And, and I know it's, it's hard, hard, man. I know it's hard, hard, to, to, hard to let her go. And you've been with her since you seven, but that don't count, dog. Take all that. We was together at seven. Knew let's her start since. around don't. 16. <laughs> let's, let's yeah, you know, y'all start dating in high school. Y'all in your 20s, and you've never been apart. But 
she needs chance to grow and develop and you have to allow her that. If you love her, let her grow and develop. It doesn't mean that you know, she'll fall in love with somebody. But, okay, in the letter, did he say she wants to start dating other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. she said. Then, then bro, yeah. let me explain something to you. You, you need to get ready to go start dating other people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's time for both of you to go experience that. Because if a woman says that she wants to start dating other people, bro, that ain't a cage door that you can close. That he bird gonna find fly. out something when he starts yeah. dating around. He gonna find out. Mm-hmm. That that bird gonna fly out that cage, bro. Y'all gonna split up for a little while. If it's meant to be, you'll get back together. That's right. All right, Steve, this is from Laurel in in L.A. Um, My husband and I are newlyweds, and I thought by being stuck at home together, we'd have lots of fun bonding time. It's just the opposite. My husband thinks I'm his chef and plans his meals and tells me what he wants for dinner each day. He's never been a small man, and he's steadily gaining weight while being here at the house. He is always snacking and drinking soda. He sleeps till noon and binge watches TV. I know he's stressed and dealing with a lot, but I am losing interest in him. Is there a way I can tell him to get it together without hurting his feelings? No, you got to hurt his feelings. Come on. He got to get his ass around that corner. He got to get to move. (laughs) No, you can't. There's no way around this. You, you done wrote in a letter. You're already at your breaking point. You have to tell him. He was big when you met him. He's sitting there. He's getting bigger. You wanted to have a, a full relationship. You're not the chef. You know, y'all need to switch up, That's role right. play. Y'all got to introduce something exciting right now because this quarantine is helping a lot of marriages, but this yeah. quarantine is ending some marriages too. Yes, it is. Because there's some people understanding some stuff. See, see, when you can go to work and get away from a person, you allow to miss them. You know, you get to go off and have other conversations with other adults. Not nothing sexual, just interacting with other people. Then come back home and you can discuss your day. Girl, what you do? I see you look good. When you take that out the way, you have to genuinely like the person you're in this quarantine <laughs> with. You have to seriously, genuinely no. like this person. Mm-hmm. True. Because true. this this quarantine, man, this thing right here, man, bringing a whole lot of truths out. Mm-hmm. you going to know mm-hmm. the truth in here. And what you thought you found out now that you don't have. So you have to address him. And while you're in this quarantine, is a good time to address it. Yeah, uh, Nigel in Detroit, Steve. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tough one right there. Nigel in Detroit says, I'm 28 years old, and I moved to Detroit recently for a great job, and I met my soulmate. We've been dating for nine months, and I've totally fallen for her, but there's one problem. She won't go to church with me. She told me she was inappropriately touched by a preacher when she was a teenager, so she gave up going to church altogether. Nigel says, my dad is a preacher, and I love going to church to keep my focus. Can our relationship survive if she's not willing to ever step foot in a church again? No. Wow. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no, your marriage can survive. Church you love, she wants nothing to do with it. And this is not Steve talking now. There is a scripture, Shirley might know it, but when you marry you shouldn't marry somebody that's equally yoked. Equally yoked. Meaning, y'all kind of like the same things, mm-hmm. basically. Now, if you love church and she was inappropriately touched by a pastor one time and she wanted nothing to do with it, now, 
It doesn't mean that the relationship is over with, but you have to get her to see another side. Maybe if you got her to just come to your church, just say, hey, look, I really want you to come. Just give it a try. My dad is great. You know, you might you might enjoy it. Let's just go. Let's sit in the back, you know, and, and just see if you enjoy the service. And you could try that. I wouldn't give up on her. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's complications in getting what you want out of life. So sometimes, young man, you got to you got to work for it. I mean, yeah. she may turn out to be a great person to go to church with. She may really turn out to be your soulmate, but you can't break up because she won't go to church. You got to keep trying. Yeah, My father never went to church, ever. True that. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. Mm-hmm. My mama was married for 64 years, and then finally she started getting him to go to church. Wow. Okay. Coming up right after this, we'll when have your the wife nephew. don't go to church. That's different, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's different, though. Nephew this house Tommy. is hell. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's going to run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Amy Schumer changes her baby's name. Wait till you hear why. Plus, and tell me something good, uh, good news. A man in New Jersey blessed four fast food workers with $10,000 each. Wait till you, this is a great story. I saw this. $4,000? $10,000 each. Four people, $10,000 Oh, four people. Yeah, mm-hmm. ten thousand. Oh, I thought you yeah. said four thousand. No, no, no. $10,000. Four fast food workers with ten grand each. And uh, Miss Ann is standing by with more of today's COVID nineteen national news. But right now, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. Hey, Neff, what you got for us? For all the parents out there across America, uh-huh. this is for you. Mm-hmm. You are not a good teacher. You got that. You're not. You're not a good teacher. Let's go, wow. cat dog. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a Nikki This is Nikki. How you doing, Nikki? Uh, I am, I'm Mr. Daniels. I'm calling from the e-learning department. Hey. All right. Your daughter is, is Jasmine, correct? Sixth grader? Yes, sir. Yes, she is. All right. And you've been, uh, you guys have been corresponding back and forth with Miss and her teacher? All right, so here's my, I'm calling, uh, Ms. has brought some things to my attention, uh, Nikki, if you don't mind, who's who's actually helping Jasmine with her schoolwork? That would be me, every day, what a task. All right, so I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but let me let you know what's going on. Is um, wrong with her computer? No, that's not anything wrong with her computer at all. I've spoken with Ms. several times about Jasmine, and we've just balled it down to whoever's helping her with her work is just not doing a good job. You should not be the person that's helping her with her schoolwork. Okay, hold on. Now, what what you mean? I shouldn't be helping her. That's my child. You I, said I, I shouldn't understand. be teaching my child? I'm saying whoever is teaching her is not doing a good job as a teacher. You know, and this could affect Jasmine to the point where, from the looks of what I've seen and, and what's been turned in, I truly don't see Jasmine going to the seventh grade. I mean, this is, this is, um, is there anybody else there that can help Jasmine with her work? No, she got, she got me. What's wrong with her work? What Ms. got to say? Cause I just talked to her and she could have told me this. What's, what, what, what's the subject? What's the problem? Well, it's all the science reading, right? It's, 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 it's,
what's the problem? What's what's the problem? Give me the assignment because I'm I've, I've been working with her. So what's the problem? Well, everything is coming back. I think the last uh, paper I looked at, she got a 45 on it. Uh, I looked at some math work. It was a, a 62. I mean, if you are the person that's teaching her over there, you're just not no, you can wait. good hold at on, that. Wait a minute. No, you hold on. And you can get Miss on the phone, too, because I don't. I, y'all don't got my baby work. And if she got a problem, she can come teach the child. She can open up the schools and get them back. My baby is well, well, there, there's no opening the schools at, at this point right now. There's no opening of the schools. So Look, we're, if, we're, if she got a problem, if she got a problem, then she can come teach my child. That's what she's supposed to be doing anyway. Okay. But the, but the problem is right now you're the person that's at home teaching yes. the child. You're the person that's at home teaching the girl, and, and it's not helping. So I don't want Jasmine to not make it to the seventh grade, but at this point it, that's what it's looking like. If I got to teach it, then she going to learn it how I learned it. Okay, with this math, this new math, they got these kids doing, no. She going to learn it how I learned it. Five times five, 25. She going to learn her timetable. Okay, but we can't, ma'am, you're undoing what we've taught already. You can't well, take them to, back. Y'all to... need to teach it. A, y'all need to teach it a better way. I send my child to school for this. Okay, I'm not getting paid. I gotta cook. I gotta clean. I'm in here with these kids. I'm being a, a, a mother for all these kids and my husband. I don't have time for all of this. So if if, if the teacher, well, I, the you teacher know, needs to come well, to let me say this, Miss Nikki. Let me let me say this, Miss Nikki. I don't have time for a parent not realizing that they're not a good teacher. I don't have time I don't have for time that. For whoever you. Whoever you are, e-learning department, whatever, you need to come e-learn my child since I'm not doing it right. Then y'all need to come get over here and do this mother work. Do this work. Uh, okay, my if, child if, is if, going to the seventh grade. If I got to come up, though, when it, when the school opens back, oh, trust, you will see me. We don't have time okay. for this. We got too okay, much well, going on. You are not a good homeschool teacher. That's the <laughs> problem. <laughs> Baby, my child is going to the seventh grade. Oh, trust me. Mm-hmm. No, who is her print? Who is the print? No, no. Let me talk to somebody else. You ain't doing it. My child is going to seventh grade. She gonna get this. She get this work, and y'all, y'all gonna get this work too. I'm, I'm not accepting uh, uh, 45s and 62s on papers, ma'am, and and going to let you your daughter advance to the seventh grade. That's okay. not. You're right. I'll, I'll check it over, but y'all need to double check. And if she's having no, no, problem, no, no, no. Once, once again, teacher? you checking it over is the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> if she got a problem, what she got a teacher for? What she got a teacher for? The teacher, let the teacher check the work. What's the difference? Let the teacher check the work. You talking to me? My name is Mr. Yes. Dan. Okay. I'm from the e-learning. Okay, I don't give a damn for for e-learning. You need. Oh man, I care what it is. I don't care about the man. So you get off this phone. I'm calling her so right immediately, so she can tell me all this stuff. You got to tell me. She don't gotta hide behind you. She can call me directly. So thank you, Mr. Daniels. Let me know. Oh, it's about to go down. I don't give a damn. I don't care no more. This school. If y'all got an issue with the way I'm teaching, take the kids back. Come teach in the front yard. I'll open up my door. You can talk, teach my child from outside. If you got a problem with it, but that's from right now, I'm all she got. I'm what she got. So if I'm the teacher, she 
she's going to learn it the way I'm teaching her. If y'all got a problem, y'all got a problem. But she's going to the seventh grade. Oh, best believe. My baby going to the seventh grade. Okay, then, then, then maybe, maybe I just, maybe I need to talk to Brian, your husband. Maybe I need to talk to Brian. About what? You can talk to me. You can talk to me. You don't need to talk to him. You can talk to me. I speak for both of us. So not nah, talk to me. And okay, well, I, and I just, I spoke with Brian a couple of days ago. So, he didn't say nothing to me. So, and Brian at okay. work. Okay, now but, but you know what, what Brian said about this? Said what? Brian. Because he didn't tell me nothing. What? Brian told me to call you. He told me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve oh, Harvey Morning Show. Yeah. Nikki, you just got pranked by your husband, Brian. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't let me get him. Kids been driving me up the wall. I hate them. I hate them. I understand this stuff. These kids driving me crazy. They want to. Nigga, you all right? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he get home. He get home. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Man, look, coronavirus gonna have to see me after this. This too much. I just started drinking. Oh, Lord, come get these kids. Tell me one more thing, baby. It's 2020. Tell me what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me you're crazy. Okay. Uh, coming Everybody up. I know. <laughs> coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, Amy Schumer and her husband, Chris Fisher, have changed their son's middle name. All right, <laughs> listen closely, guys. Their son's name was Jeanettel Fisher, okay? But then Amy said she and her husband realized that they had accidentally named their son Jeanettel. <laughs> that, that ain't no accident. That ain't no accident. <sighs> they put That's that, what they on. say, okay? <laughs> really? Yeah, but they, they, <laughs> what, they didn't think this out from the beginning? Well, oh I mean, if, if, you don't think about Gene Attell Fisher. <laughs> Gene, J-E-N-E, Attell. No, G-E-N-E. Gene Attell. Gene is one name, and then Attell. Uh-huh. Attell is his second name. Yeah. Middle name. But it sounds like genital. Yeah, it sounds like. I'd have knew that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what they Well, changed anyway, they to? changed it to uh, Gene David Fisher. <laughs> yeah, which it was supposed Gene to be in David. the first place. <laughs> yes, Gene David Fisher. <laughs> like, okay. So there you go, me. yeah. Yeah. Genital! No genital! <laughs> Somebody get genital off me. <laughs> oh, you could have named it Gene Neus. But what's his last name? Gene. Fisher. Fisher. Gene Neus Fisher. Genius Fisher. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genius. Uh-huh. Genius! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have just been the bus. Uh-huh. And uh, this story right here is like really, really interesting, but I really don't care. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of show funny. It's kind of funny. It's a show of hands. Yeah. yeah. All right. Time for uh, <laughs> tell me something good news. Uh, Jane, his name is Jay Mancini. 
Manzini. He stood at a checkers drive through window in New Jersey. He was asking the cashier how much money he makes an hour and how many people were currently working that shift. He then asked the man to tell everyone working to come to the window so he could give them something. Moments later, the man, Jay Manzini, pulled out a four, pulled out four ten thousand bands. You know how they have the $10,000 in those wrappers. He pulled out four of them. He handed it to each worker. I mean, they were they were just shook. It, it was a beautiful oh, thing to see that. Wow. They were like, oh my God, are you serious? $10,000. He was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he thank, they thanked him and uh, it was just a great thing, you know, especially today. He just said he decided to help a few people that worked in checkers um it's the one in That's patterson new jersey yeah now i'm gonna tell you something uh because i used to work at a burger king mm -hmm. but if i'd have been in that checker in the position i was in back then and somebody mm -hmm. came in there and handed me the ten thousand what you i'd do? have stripped down out that uniform and walked straight out that damn door now let me <laughs> ask you this when you get home yeah. do you let everybody know you got that team dog i'd be so quiet <laughs> <laughs> Because I already know my family finna beg my ass half to death. I might have 800 left when they get these big in my ass. Nah, dog. I'd be, be so dog, I, dog, I take that I'll little so checker outfit off, <laughs> leave that little stuff there. Boy, I had no shirt on, none of that one with the hat or the top. Mm -hmm. Go sit down in my car with them little polyester pants, drive my, or ride my bike home, something. Because that's what I was doing back then, 18, and I'd drove to my house. I'd have quit, but just in case. Just yeah. in case this, he robbed a bank and they came and collected money, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah I'm out of check. I'm 10000 <laughs> But you don't even understand. $10,000 when I was 18 years old. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Now, that's a million. COVID-19 situation, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Steve, time now for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Good morning, everybody out there. Well, the numbers are in. The Fed say that sales in the retail area fell a whopping 8.7% last month with stores closed and people told to stay home so as not to spread the coronavirus. Now, authorities say that the almost 10% drop in clothing sales in March was the largest drop in retail sales that the government has reported since it began tracking store sales 30 years ago. The figures show that Americans are still spending a decent amount on food and online deliveries, but that very little is being spent on clothing, furniture, accessories, things like that. Also, res uh, restaurants and bars have also suffered. Consumer spending is considered the main engine of the nation's economic activity in the U.S., and economists are predicting a similar slowdown for the month of April, this one. By the way, President Trump now claiming that the World Health Organization delayed raising the alarm over the threat of the coronavirus. However, the president's critics say he's just looking for a scapegoat to keep the American people from blaming him for the moves he made and didn't make before COVID-19 became so rampant in, that in our country and had to be shut down in a presidential election year. A spokesman for the Global Health Organization says they were very clear about the possibility of corona going worldwide back in January that President Trump knew it. Trump says he's holding up the annual financial support that the U.S. gives to the WHO, which is like hundreds of millions of dollars. Meanwhile, the president now says he'd like to see schools and businesses reopened on May 1st. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says, though, he's urging good sense and some caution. Until you have the vaccine, until you have the medical treatment, what do you do? How are you building the bridge? Well, it's going to be a phased reopening, right? And during the phased reopening, make sure you do no harm and keep your eye on the public health issue. 
The nation's capital has now racked up more than 2,100 confirmed cases of the coronavirus, so D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is extending the state of emergency in the district till May 15th. We aim to protect D.C. residents and save lives, and that means doing everything we can uh, to protect our most vulnerable residents. At least five hotels in the district are being used to treat and isolate virus victims. The Florida Supreme Court has ruled that the gunman allegedly responsible for the mass killings at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, two years ago, can be ordered uh, to disclose the names of the expert witnesses who interviewed him in jail. By the way, all those, no e those uh, new economic stimulus checks have President Trump's name on them. This is the first time that a president's name has ever appeared on a federal check. And finally, this is Kick Corona Butt Day. Kick Corona in the butt. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. President Trump and the rest of Americans are ready for sports. I know you guys are. You talk yeah. about it a lot. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> well, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban is an advisor to the president on how to reopen sports. Cuban says uh, no masks for basketball players. That's not the answer. Too much uncertainty there. Dr. Fauci, head uh, medical doctor on the coronavirus pandemic task force, said that he is a baseball fan and he is ready to see a Washington Nationals game, too. But he suggests that if athletes play, it should be no fans or spectators and test the athletes every week so they will not infect each other. However, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti said large gatherings like sports events and concerts will most likely be postponed for one year, uh, at least until 2021. He said yeah. that. Mm -hmm. No, yep. wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, man. He, How you the jump NBA. the NBA? No, 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 no. No, no, man. He's he's not. He might say you can't play in L.A., but they're gonna be playing somewhere. If if they say play, if yeah. the NBA say play, they play it somewhere. Well, he's saying in in Los Angeles. I mean, that's he's but just see, the mayor of Los Angeles. That's jumping yeah. the gun, though. Yeah, man. He don't know her. What twenty twenty one? How he likely, know? Most likely. No, Shirley. But this dude, he can't. What are y'all over there for? He can't take no well, else. he's saying the, the mass gathering. Y'all getting upset. Yeah, for safety. Yeah, man, we getting very yeah. upset. So hey, Shirley, he, can't call, he don't call no shots hey, call up him. in here. What? Carla and Shirley, listen to me. You there. can't tell three men who are sports fans. We it ain't finna that. be no more damn sports. We just None. did. We just told you. <laughs> Coming up in 34 <laughs> minutes after the hour, we're going to get an update on Junior's dating life during the quarantine. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Junior, uh, we got to get an update uh, on your dating life. You know, we know it's He's hard quarantined. to meet people what during during the quarantine, but he lives in a building. Yeah, he even told us about the neighborhood. Yeah, he told us he had a, had a dude. Well, you know what? I didn't wait long enough. You know, I did what I said. I put the fruit over there with the note, like a good neighbor. But Junior is there. Stop, stop right there. I thought she lived over there since you had been living there. Uh-uh. No, you didn't tell me she in. just moved in last week, though. Yeah, yeah. you did leave yeah, that Yeah, I did. Out. Okay, so, so I had been in here, in. though, two weeks. So I had seen her, and I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is strawberry letter. That was yes, about information. <laughs> yeah. And I went and did that, and then so her dude that she has, or that stayed over there with her, he put the fruit back on my door with another mm -hmm. note that said, you don't need a good neighbor, I'm here. So that was the end of that. But uh -huh. uh, I got a new idea. It's what I've been doing, though. I've been out here virtual dating. 
Ooh, how's that going? Oh, oh this going. Oh, oh, I didn't know I was this popular. Ooh, I'm sliding What's in DMs. Junior? I'm in DMs. Really? <laughs> you send me a message, I send one back. You know, we video. Like what? You know, he's like, hey, Junior, you all right over there? I click right back. Uh-uh, now I ain't got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. Oh, now, uh, now I need lines you for this. Computer. This is what oh, I need God. lines for now. Uh-uh. I love it. Yeah, I'm over here virtual. Dog, I don't know how to date online, dog. How you gonna kiss? But you know what though, Junior? He didn't say to the, he wasn't sad when we when we opened up the show or anything. He was cheery uh-huh. and upbeat. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, I've been okay, having Junior. female conversation with females. I'm good. Okay. You what know, y'all be Junior? talking about? Yeah, that's what, what I'm oh, talking You know, you know, we just be talking about cleaning, you know, you know, we'll be watching. Cleaning. Yeah, you know, yeah. clean up. You know, that's that's what everybody doing at home, Stanley. Yeah, you not doing How your baseball is? Ozark. You ain't seen you gotta, you gotta clean up. Yeah, that's all we've been doing. But you know, I don't talk about, about like that. Getting to know each other, you know. They all talking about when this when this is up, we going on dates. I got plenty of dates oh, when I get out. You booked. And they all, and they're all over the country. I'm booked till November. I'm good. <laughs> all over the country? Like, where? Oh, yeah, Vegas, New York. I probably ain't go to New York, though. But, but Vegas, for sure. <laughs> Probably ain't gonna go to New York. You won't put that out there. You know, so I just wanna let her know she listening. You know, I probably ain't gonna come. We just gonna be still virtually dating. You know, I got one. Uh, Augusta is good. Oh, girl down Augusta, she's real nice, man. I mean, nice women too, man. Cute. Uh, I got a sugar mom in, in Birmingham waiting on me. She gonna cook. I got one down there. Sugar mama. Why you call her that? Cause that's what she went. Miss Ethel, six and five. So you know. That's what I like about mama. you, Junior. You, you, you <laughs> do not discriminate. I do not care. You uh-uh. saw me at Santa Soul shirt. I uh-huh. with everybody. Everybody. Y'all all in there. Right. You don't ever know where love going to be. That's what Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Steve taught me. Find your love. Who like you, like them back. That's all oh. I go by. Uh-huh. You know Hello. If they like my little ugly ass, they like my little ugly ass. I already know. <laughs> yeah, Miss Ethel. She told me she got beans, green, tomato, yam. Hey, you name it. I'm going to be there for that. I'm going to be there for that. Miss Ethel came in strong, knocked a lot of people down the list. If you don't want to miss them little young girls, I got beans, green, tomato, yam. Hey, you name it. I said, go ahead, Miss Ethel. Woo! Her medication going to stay full, fully with me. I promise you. Got all your meds covered. I know people. Okay, so that's Uncle good. Steve, just get these prescriptions filled for me. Don't worry about who it's for. Just get them filled, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Refills. Yeah, Ethel. But, you know, for the most part, uh-huh. it's going good. I can't complain. I really am good. You know? That's good, because you sound you know? lighter today. Yeah, because I, I got people to talk to now. Mm-hmm. You know, I got people lonely. to talk to. I ain't lonely like I was, you know. Uh-huh. Now I'm laying in the bed with my legs crossed talking on the phone now, you know, virtually uh-huh. reacting Uh-oh. to all Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. Hey, yeah, I'm in the bed now. Partner, yeah. partner, that ain't huh? a good visual. What, uh, <laughs> what, with my leg crossed? Anytime you say I'm laying in the bed with my legs crossed, that ain't good visual. You ain't never cross your legs, your feet at the ankles, huh? You just lay back and talk? That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, you ain't say nothing about your ankles, though. <laughs> oh, you know he doing. He's yeah, not, he not doing nothing. He, he right, clicking his big toes together, huh? That's what he doing. Hey, I'm doing good, though. <laughs> well, congratulations, Yay, Junior. Junior. We're happy for yeah. you, good. as hey. always. <laughs> I'll call you when I get off, Miss Anthony. The nephew is here with today's prank phone call. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject. This young man has me weak in the knees. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. All right. Right now, though, it's the it's the nephew here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? 
2020, Shirley, your walks are too long. Your walks are too long. Tommy. What are you talking about? Tommy. What? Tommy, you said a W the right way. He's twice. Did you hear that? Did he really? I didn't even notice. Uh, What'd I say? Say it again. Say say the title again. Yo, Hawks. See what he's thinking about it. He fell off. Oh, my bad. I ain't even know what I said. I shouldn't even know. Yo, what? But you were proud of it, Steve. You were proud of your No, I wasn't. I like like when he choked when he tried to (laughs) That's really what I'd be hoping for. Yo, (laughs) say it again. Yo, what? Yo, what? Come on. Just cat run it. Hell, just man to hell with y'all. Run it, cat. Hello? Uh, I'm trying to reach, uh, uh, I think the name is Dom- Dominique. Yeah, speaking. Okay, Dominique, my name is, is Mr. Uh, Johnny D- and uh, I live all on D- Street. Are, are you the person that do a lot of walking in the neighborhood uh, here on D- Street? Yeah, um, I don't I don't think I've met you. I mean, I know everyone on D- Street. I've lived in the neighborhood for years. Okay, well, I, yeah, you probably don't know. You know. I don't know if we've met or not, but I just know... I asked somebody who you was that was passing by, and they tell me that your name was Dominique. And I asked mm-hmm. one of the neighbors if they wouldn't mind if I reached out to you. And uh, I just wanted to tell you that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having a problem with the, all the walking that you do. You you passing by, and and every time I look up every other hour, I see you passing by and passing by. And I, you know, I know some folk like to get a little exercise and stuff like that in, but it just seemed like you doing quite a bit. And especially when, you know, we we supposed to well, be practicing social distance or whatever. Oh, but... oh, well listen, sir. I don't know if I, I I don't know if I I doubt I stepped on your grass running. I don't know what's the problem. Um, but yeah, I've been jogging um for years and you know, and that's just my route. So um if there well, is there a way you can change is there a way you can change your route? Why would I do that? Because like I say, it's social distancing. You know, some of this stuff is now on the bottom of, of people's shoes. You know, you can okay, you can well, leave that. That's not. Listen, I'm so sorry. I'm going to cut you off, but there's a lot of shit on the news right now that's not accurate. You have nothing to worry about, especially if we haven't even met. You don't see me. I'm just running by. I'm not hanging out outside of your home or anything but like that. But when you okay? run by, how do I know it's not coming out of you when you run by? How do I know well, that? Then, well, then talk to your doctor about that. I'm not a doctor, but I have to exercise, and that's okay. But I, and I understand you got to exercise, but can you exercise somewhere else? I, I pressure wash my whole sidewalk and driveway only because your ass keep running past here. You what, got me. You, what's, what's your door number? You don't need to know my address, ma'am. You don't need to know that. that don't don't okay, worry about I what don't my. I know your address. I don't know what house I need to avoid. How about you just stay off of Street? How about that? No. I'm not going to do that. This call is absolutely just ridiculous. You can't ask me. You can't call me right now under all the pressure everyone's going through, asking me not to run. You can run, but just run somewhere else. Don't run on street is what I'm asking. Okay, I'm I'm starting to feel really attacked. I'm not okay with this. I'm not going to stop running. You're not going to scare me off into into. Do I need to call the Do I need to call the police for this? What do you? I, I can call the law. What are you going to call the police? What are you going to tell because them, that I'm running? you are not practicing social distancing. When and that's have what I they seen say. you? When, have I, when the hell have I seen you to not practice social distancing? What are you talking okay. about? Well, why You're don't you run out? Why don't you run in? 
Why don't you run in the street and not on my sidewalk? How about you do it like that? You don't own the sidewalk. I, I I want you to understand that you don't own that. You can't tell me where to run and where not to run. If I'm not on your property, I pay taxes like every other person around and me. And so do I. And so do I. But I'm getting really f- pissed off right now. And I'm going to let you know I will not stop running. You will not intimidate me. And if you call me again and try to scare me off. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you what you are doing is jeopardizing other people. You are on the sidewalk. That no, is on no, your shoes. No. That you is in your chest. Informed. And you are blowing all that out your throat is what you're doing. You are f***ing idiot. You are misinformed, and you don't know what you're talking about asking for my number. Don't ever call me again, or I'll call the police on you for harassment. I don't know who you are, but d- Listen, d- d- if, if we can't come to an agreement, then I'm going no, to block the sidewalk off. Nobody going to be walking on it. Oh, okay. Well, then you can just deal with the city because that's not my problem. You go ahead and you try to block the whole damn street and you see how that works out for you. Why, why, why do you insist on giving this to other people on, on your shoes and, and blowing out your mouth and you, you're so close to people's houses? I'm, I'm an older man. I don't, I'm an older I, I man. I don't need that. What? I don't even know who the hell you are. I told you when I called, my name is Mr. John. Everybody call me Mr. Okay. So, Mr. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to stop running. If I see anybody, I'm going to continue to practice social distancing, but you will not intimidate me into changing my route. I'm not doing that. I've well, I'm going to tell you this. If your black ass is on my sidewalk, I'm going to take my pressure washer, and I'm going to pressure wash them damn shoes that I know is nasty. I know they're nasty when you come up and down my sidewalk. Well, you know I know what? they You know what? You know what? This is escalated now. I'm calling my husband. I'm calling the police. Mr. You're going to hear from a lawyer. You're never, ever going to have this conversation with me again because you are a piece of sh**. Do you hear me? You are a piece of sh**. I'm hanging You call me mister, and if you bring your husband around here, I'm going to pressure watch his too. Okay, we'll see about that. You're not going to intimidate us. Well, let, let, me ask, let me ask you this here. Do you have a, 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 a cousin named Danielle? Did Danielle give you my number? You do know Danielle, right? Yeah. What the f*** does Danielle have to do with this? Danielle is the person that told me to give you a call and prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Dominique, oh my God. your cousin. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am here like first because my kids are in the other room doing schoolwork. I've been texting my husband. You have me out here looking crazy. Oh, my God. I've already started sweating. I really thought I was going to have to take this man to court. Your cousin, your cousin Danielle says oh she runs. My, she runs two, her. three times a day. She say this COVID nineteen is driving her crazy, Tommy. You oh gotta get her. She my said. God, <laughs> she is. Listen, she is messed up. For this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her back. <laughs> All right, but you got to tell me, Dominique, what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? <laughs> Obviously, it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> 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 That is, man. Stupid. I gotta come out here. I got the pressure wash this, 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 this driveway and then this, and then this sidewalk. Your shoe got well, all this. I know this, that this, lady this, was this. going. What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't oh, get man. it like that. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm stupid, man. I'm just really yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I really yeah. am. Really uh-huh. don't have to say mm-hmm. that. Though. I want I want to say this right now, because mm-hmm. I missed out on some things. I missed out on Montgomery, Alabama. I missed out on, oh my God, Jackson, Mississippi. 
I missed out on, um, I was eager to go to uh, Ohio. I, I had that lined up. When this comes back and we are back on the groove, trust me, I'm still coming. The nephew, we go, I'm, I promise you I'm coming as soon as this clears out and everything is safe and you safe and I'm safe. Well, not we according safe. to the mayor of L.A., you ain't. I don't play for the Lakers. I'm telling jokes everywhere they let me. They always want everybody to suffer because they suffer. All right. Thank you, nephew. Uh, coming up uh, next is Strawberry Letter. Subject, this young man has me weak in the knees. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter just like this right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, this young man has me weak in the knees. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 63-year-old black woman, and I've never been married, and I don't have any children. I was raised to believe that sex outside of marriage was wrong, so I didn't have sex until I was 32 years old. It was never that exciting to me, so I did not put much effort into having a great sex life. I always met and dated great guys, but they would all tell me that I had no passion or promise in the bedroom. For that same reason, I have never had an orgasm until this year. I met a 42-year-old man, and we hit it off. I didn't think I'd fall for him, so I never told him my age or my sexual history. The first time we were intimate, he didn't care how inexperienced I was. He did all of the work, and I had several out-of-body experiences with him. I can honestly say that I have been missing out on something magical. I could not get enough of this man, but there's just one little problem. I'm ashamed of him. He's a thug, and he owns a barbershop, so he is always in jeans and a hoodie or T-shirt. I can usually hear his music before he pulls up in, the, in my driveway. My neighbors have seen him come and go, and I know it looks strange that he leaves late at night. I, I can't let any of my friends or family know about him. He says he is not seeing anyone else and that I'm special to him. I may be hypnotized by the sex, but I really enjoy talking to him too. He's got his head on straight and he takes care of his business. Is this man out of my league? and I need to leave him where I found him? Or is it okay to have a secret maintenance man? I have a lot of catching up to do. Yes, you do. Uh, first of all, why, why, why do you think you have to keep him a secret? I, I mean, you are 63 years old. That means you are good and grown. So what you do is your business. I mean, you don't have to explain it to anyone. You don't have any kids. Uh, uh, I, I'm amazed that, that your life is not your own right now. And, and what I mean by that is you're letting all these other people, what they think and say, run you because you don't want them to, to meet him. He, he's a secret to you and all of that. I, I mean, you want to keep him a secret. You said you're ashamed of him. Why? Why are you ashamed of him? Because the age difference or because you think he's a thug? You call him a thug. Why do you call him a thug? Because he wears jeans and a hoodie? I, I don't understand. Then you say 
near the end of the letter that he has his head on straight. You like talking to him. He takes care of business. So which is it? Is he a thug or does he have his head on straight and take care of business? And you like talking to him. Uh, you know, what do you want for yourself? I, I think you just need to really sit down and make up your mind at 63 so you can go ahead and live your life. You, you have to have a say in your own life and how, you know, without all these other people in your business, you've already missed out on a lot. Like you said at the end of your letter, you have a lot of catching up to do. Yes, you do. A whole lot. So let's start now. Steve? Hmm. Well, I, I know what's really going on here. <laughs> 63-year-old black woman, never been married, ain't got no kids. Uh, you was raised right, believe the sex outside the marriage was wrong. Everybody didn't hear that one. It's supposed to be a sin. It's called fornication. But we already know that that's everybody's sin. So I ain't have sex till I was 32. Wasn't never that exciting to me. I ain't put a lot of effort into it. I just pretty much just laid over there, you know, and then, uh, yeah, had some great guys, but they all everybody, all of them told you you ain't got no passion. Because you were just laying there. Oh man. See, when you don't have passion, you need something, noises or something. You got to reach over and spank some something. You got to try something. You got to talk back. You got to just holler out something. We need something. You just over there just taking breath, deep breath. Like, you, when is you going to be through? You know, I mean, we need something, you know. You know, you're 63 years old. You could have just, you know, called out some old net satchel. Anything. You know, you need something. You need something. But she's 63 now. I know. You know, just we need something. You're just laying up there. What's the What's the name? Satchel. You know, you got you know something. You know. Call Anthony Perkins, you know. You know, say some old ass name. Oh hell. And so, you know, it would have helped. Now for that reason, uh, she said, I've never had an orgasm until this year. Now here we go. Met this 42-year-old man, and we hit it off. I didn't think I'd fall for him, so I never told him my age or my sexual history. First time we was intimate, he didn't care how experienced I was. He did all the work, and I had several out-of-body experiences with him. <laughs> this is what this whole damn letter about. <laughs> several out-of-body experiences with him. Every woman listening ears pinned back when you said several out-of-body experiences. Because that's what all we want. Hold on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up in 23 minutes after the hour. Uh, Subject, Nicodemus! This young man has me weak in the knees. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Carl is still laughing. Uh, the subject, 60. this young man has me weak in the knees. This lady, 63, 
black lady ain't never been married, had no kids, didn't have sex till she was 32, wasn't that exciting. She ain't put a lot of effort into it. Everybody she ever dated told her that she just, you know, laying there, she just, they, you ain't got no passion or promise in the bedroom. That, that mean like you, when they tell you ain't got no promise in the bedroom, that mean like you ain't even trying to put forth no effort. I've told you several old names you could have been hollering out. Try something. Reach around there and spank him a little bit. Give him some type of encouragement, you know. Bite him on his shoulder. Give him something. You know, dig your nails in the center of his back. You know, call out names. They don't care if it's a wrong name. Ah! Lazarus! You know, Moses! You know, and just something to give a man some type of inkling that you that you there. Uh, you know, but uh the first time we was intimate, you met this 42-year-old man, and uh first time we was intimate, you never told him your age or your sexual history. He didn't care how inexperienced I was. He did all the work, and I had several out-of-body experiences. That's what this whole damn letter about. I don't know what you wrote for, but I know what this letter about. It's them out-of-body experiences. See, he did all the work. He, You was laying there doing your usual. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> but homeboy... Was in there turning, reangling, yeah. pulling. Yeah, come on. Coming in hard left. I'm talking about just go low and then cut, make a turn upward. He was in there, and you had several out of body experiences. Uh, but there's just that? one little problem. I'm ashamed of him. He's a thug and he owns a barber shop. So he always in jeans or a hoodie or a t-shirt. What you care? This ain't about you going nowhere. This about he come over. The neighbors have seen him come and go. And I know it looks strange. He leaves late at night. He get that late. You know what this is? But see, you know what you keep doing? You trying to talk yourself out of this too. Quit talking yourself out of every damn thing. You have had several out of body experiences. Mm. That's what this is. This ain't your soulmate. This is just somebody who is giving you some moments before your ass leave here. <laughs> now don't go it, Myrtle. You're 63 Murder. years old. Murder. I'm just going to give her a name. We're dealing, we're dealing with old-ass names here. Now, Myrtle, listen to me. You ain't got to be proud of him. He a thug. He own a barbershop. He pull up in the driveway. Your neighbors have seen him come and go. It looks strange. He leave at night. I can't let any of your friends know about him, family. Why? He said he ain't seeing anyone else. And I'm special to him. That's not true. Mm. How he ain't seeing nobody else? Ain't no man 40-some years old ain't seen no. All them out-of-body experiences you having, how you think he learned how to do it? 
Hello. That ain't at the house by yourself practicing. I can tell you that right now. When you passing out out of body experiences, it's cause you know how to bring everybody out their body. You put me in work, baby. <laughs> you done rolled some eyes in the back of the head and opened your eyes and saw it and went, okay, that's the move. Checkmate, let me mark that down. <laughs> that's how you get experience. I may be hypnotized by the sex. You think? <laughs> you ask any woman, has a man given them an out-of-body experience and they ask them, was they hypnotized? Girl in a damn trance. Children mm. of the corn. The Walking Dead. <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Hell, Thriller video, Michael Jackson. Everybody came out the ground, started clapping. He got his head on straight, and I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Yeah, he got his head on straight, and he take care of his business. Is this man out of my league? No, no, he ain't out your league. He in your house. He in your bed. How he out your league? And I need to leave him where I found him. Where did you find him? Yeah, she You know, she a barber. He a barber, and he a thug. Where was you at, Myrtle, where you met the barber <laughs> and the thug? <laughs> Right. I cannot with Myrtle. Or is it okay to have a secret maintenance man? You got one. Don't it feel okay? Go on and have yourself. So you ain't never been married. You ain't got no kids. You done talked yourself out of everything your whole life. Man, let him come through there. Yes. Do what you do. <laughs> Lay hands on me. Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram. Make a donation. Don't forget to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand as well. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, it's our girl from the talk, the one and only Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, please introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, come on now. Put your hands together for Cheryl (laughs) Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey Morning Show. I was going to talk about what a clown uh, President Trump is, but I ain't going to talk about that. I was going to talk about how you holding up people money when your name got to be on check, but I ain't going to talk about that. I ain't going to talk about that white lady that be up there with them expensive scarves. I ain't going to talk about that. That's right. That's right. I ain't going to talk about how Donald Trump, don't be messing with Fauci. We like Fauci. I ain't going to talk about none of that. Well, maybe I'll talk about Okay, I ain't going to talk about all them white people over in Michigan and all of rebelling because they talking about it. What is it? Uh, What did they say, Shirley? Where it's a, a dictatorship because they yeah. need to stay at home. Soon as one of their asses catch the Rona, then they going to be like, we should have listened. Do I need to talk about the fact that President Obama has endorsed Joe Biden? It is on and popping now. I ain't going to talk about that. that. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Tommy did that thing, did the video like he about to drop a mixtape. I was like, yeah, it's going down. We about to win this. But bump all that. Junior. Huh? Who the f you talking to in your DMs? Bump all of what you just heard. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> Junior Elsa. Answer me. My favorite one right here. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I know everything. I know I got eyes everywhere. I know everything. Who is this trick? Who is this? What is 
What? Don't have me pull my switchblade out my bosom. You know I'm from Arkansas. We always carry a blade. What the hell? It, who is it, Junior? Who is it? It better be somebody. What? Who? Huh? Don't harm me. <laughs> <laughs> don't harm me. <laughs> You wasn't huh when your little fingers was on your little keyboard. You wasn't huh when you was all in somebody DM y'all DMing it. And I, you bet not have sent her no damn pictures or Junior, nothing. Junior, say something, man. You know, he sent us some fruit. He sent us some fruit. Some fruit. Uh, Shut your off. You sent us something. Did you send her the good fruit like the peaches from the Harry and the other company? No, he went out to Bristol Farm and got it. Oh, hell no. Ooh. That was too close to where I am. Listen uh, to me, Junior. See, you play too much. You doing stuff for women. I'm over here on isolation, living on Fritos and everything. And you are helping somebody being nourished when I see you after the quarantine is over. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cheryl. Sure. It's, okay. it's, okay, it's okay, Cheryl. No, I, I shouldn't talk. Junior is a grown man. He is a grown man. See, you got to bring Cheryl back because Junior ain't had a chance. My yeah, passion. we'll be right back. We got we, more. Okay. It's happening. Okay. Cheryl and Junior falling out. The we right falling back. out now. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Welcome back to the ride. As you, if you were gone, uh, okay. we had uh, Cheryl Underwood doing her normal segment, what? and uh, uh, an alarming thing came about. She overheard Junior on the radio saying mm-hmm. that women be sliding into him his DMs, and mm. he's sliding into women's DMs. And then Tommy told Cheryl that Junior bought the girl that stayed across the hall from her some fruit. I'm trying not to see I'm trying hard right now what the love I have for Junior see I just can't believe he would do that to me you know what I'm saying to me thank you Shirley strawberries matter of fact I don't even want to say strawberry no more you over here sending just fruit I don't want Sorry. Cheryl, sorry. get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carla. You would do the same thing, too. Love, Carla. You would do the My same. That's you right. would That's do the same thing, hurt. too, if, if let somebody love. bring some plums or some cherries. You know the Boy, black good cherries that be in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, them good, yeah. them good yeah. cherries. He had, he had kiwi in there. Kiwis. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kiwis. Tommy, Kiwis. let me tell you why I'm so hurt. You know that's my you know that's my freak name. It's Kiwi. I, we, we never knew Cheryl Kiwi. Because, because it's furry on the outside and juicy on the inside, but you might get a pit stuck in you too. This don't make no damn sense, Junior. How you would let some Kiwi? That's our thing. That is our thing, Junior. How could you do this to me? Say something. Say something. Don't say shit. I don't want to hear it. She is in love. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And you know, you know I can't come out and do nothing, Junior. You breaking my heart. You oh, can't do Let me want me to do Drew here. Somebody sleeping <laughs> in my bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> taking my place. Say something, Julia. Say something. Say something. Say, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Got this. 
That's right, Steve. I knew it was something going on. You were too damn uh, loving. Something's wrong. Uh, yes. It's written all over your DMs. That's Cheryl, right. I'm gonna have to let Junior huh? talk. You can... I, I, okay, I'm Junior, say something. so bad. Oh, that's good. Okay. I was just, I was just, what? All I was what? You was just what? I was just, just, just talking what? to people. I just, you was just talking to people. Because I was in here isolated. You isolated. But you ain't got to cuss me out and all that on the radio. Uh, well, I, I'm like, sorry. I didn't mean to cuss you out. I, forgive me because you are a man and I should treat you like the king that you are. But when Wait I see you, I swear to God. When I see you, I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't mean to say swear to God. I swear for Lord, Junior. When I see you, okay. This passion. This is the kind of passion you and I be having in my mind. Well, I be popping these sheets. What? What? In your mind. What? In your Say sorry. Say sorry. Say sorry. Why apologize for Underwood? Because you up here getting fruit from Trent. That's what you apologize. And you, the love I have for you, the love I have stays on my mind. The love we had. See, I got to go back. He uh, don't let me know that go to song, this one. Cheryl, it's Cheryl, a thin line. Cheryl, Cheryl, he don't know none of them songs. No, 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 no. Uh, he he don't Jody know nothing song. past Jody. Oh, yeah. He got to do a Jody. Oh, yeah. He got to do a Jody. I mean, yeah. uh, I can't believe you gonna throw me on the bus. You and Tommy, this don't make no excuse me. No, excuse me, no, don't I talk to them. Saying, I was just saying, you know them, <laughs> them Welch's grapes. Them. <laughs> he had them Welch's grapes. The Welch's grapes. Yeah, that's the, the, the one that when you when you bite it, the juice come out. How could you it's do this squirt. to me, Junior? Yes. Welchers is our thing. You can have smuckers with anybody. Welchers. <laughs> <laughs> Welchers <laughs> is our thing, Junior. I'm down. <laughs> God, How could you do this to me? Because you can have smuckers with anybody. I got <laughs> Welchers and crunchy peanut butter and almond butter unless you allergic to peanuts. I don't even want to talk to you no Bye, more. Bye, Cheryl. What? I'm going to find me somebody. Coming up, more music. Thank you, Cheryl, and trending topics and uh, some headlines, too, at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, some sad news to report. Chris Cuomo from CNN. You know, we all love him. He um, is going through his COVID-19, um, getting over it. Um but uh, he said that now his wife has it. Um, oh, man. Well, yeah, he, he had been, you know, right. staying in the basement, quarantining himself, still doing his show every day through everything. He said that now she has it. His wife's name is Christina. She's now positive. It just breaks my heart, he says. It's the one thing I was hoping wouldn't happen, and now wow. it has. Wow. Yeah. That's messed up. Mm. Yeah, it really up. is. And they have kids. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they have How kids, they gonna... yeah. Oh, man. Take care of the kids, mm-hmm. both of them. Because mm-hmm. he's still saying he's still battling the fever. Yeah, he is. That. Yeah. I mean, man. it takes a lot they, b- because the people who have it say their energy is low. They can't get out of bed. But he's out of bed. He's doing his shit. He's working. Yeah. yeah so this our prayers go out to the Cuomo family. Yeah. yeah. Chris yeah. Cuomo he's and a healthy, wife, Christina. He was a healthy guy. He worked out all. Yeah. 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 Well, on, a, on another note, the stimulus checks everyone seems to be waiting for could be delayed by a few days because uh, the Treasury Department has ordered that Donald Trump's name be printed on them. That's according what? to senior IRS officials. That means huh. that uh, 70 million Americans who receive paper checks from the IRS will see the name President Donald Trump on, Trump on the left side. This oh. is a first now. 
All right, the president's name has never appeared on a payment from the IRS before. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. The chief love officer is in the building. Steve, this one is from Daryl in East Texas. He says, my girlfriend and I have known each other since we were seven years old. We started dating. Oh, it started over. Say that again. I missed it. My girlfriend and I have known Mm -hmm. each other since we were seven years old. We started dating in the 10th grade, and we haven't spent a moment apart since then. We are in our mid-20s now, and I want to marry her. She said we should not get married right away, and she suggested we separate for a while to date other people before we decide on marriage. Someone is in her head and making her think there may be something better out there for her. I don't want to lose her. What should I do? Well, uh, you're right, brother, but... Something is going on. It might not be nobody in her head. She could be in her own head. She hasn't experienced much of life. And a lot of times, you know, with Instagram and being able to see all these highlights of other people's lives, sometimes it's it's best to go out there to make sure that you can experience life as you know it. And let me explain something to you, young brother. If you lose her, it wasn't meant to be. See, what you think is meant to be, if the two of you don't think it's meant to be, it ain't going to be. And I was waiting on you to say you want to hold off and go explore, but she wants to explore. Hey, man, listen to me. If if she gets married and does not scratch that itch, mm. you're going to have a problem. So let her go. And, and I know it's, it's hard, hard, man. And I know it's hard, 20s, to, hard to let her go. And you've been with her since you're seven, but that don't count, dog. Take all that. We was together at seven. Knew Let's her start around 16. <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all start dating in high school. Y'all in your 20s, and you've never been apart. But she needs a chance to grow and develop, and you have to allow her that. If you love her, let her grow and develop. It doesn't mean that. You know, she'll fall in love with somebody. But, okay, in the letter, did he say she wants to start dating other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. she said. Then, then bro, yeah. let me explain something to you. You, you need to get ready to go start dating other people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's time for both of you to go experience that. Because if a woman says that she wants to start dating other people, bro, that ain't a cage door that you can close. That he bird gonna find out fly. something when he starts yeah. dating around. He going to find out mm-hmm. that. That bird gonna fly out that cage, bro. Y'all gonna split up for a little while. If it's meant to be, you'll get back together. That's right. Coming up, our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. <laughs> you sound sick. And uh, we're gonna it's have some It's the closing. last break of the day. Yeah, that's much better. Thank you, Steve. Okay, I didn't cover the mic. <laughs> All right, we're going to have some closing remarks from you as well coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, the last break of the day. It's been a good Thursday. Yeah, we had fun. We had fun today this morning. Yeah. 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 Oh, Junior. (laughs) Junior had some kind of day. Yeah, you had some drama. I think the silence today will help. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. and Cheryl Smooth <laughs> broke up. Man, I cussed out on live radio. Okay. Live radio. I mean, she said the words. We beat Man, them out, of course. Went but in. Yeah. Man. 
We had to beep. Sure. Yeah, we tripped him out. Yeah, but whoo, she's in love, Junior. Yeah, she said in her mind, though. Uh-huh. That's a different level. She said Kiwi was her freak name. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. No, Kiwis. You know, she put that S on it. Yeah, she always puts the S on it. <laughs> Whoa. We've learned so much today. Yeah. Hey, do y'all have, today. y'all have masks? It's so hard to get a mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I do. Mm-hmm. Got to. I wore one on the plane today when I, when I flew in. Mm-hmm. Oof. What's wrong? It's hard to get, a, yes, hard to get your hands on. And, and yeah, and they actually are. You have to wear them for safety, of course, but they're kind of hard to wear too. Man, it's hold up, man. Hold up, work out. Hold up, hold wait. They hard yeah. to work out. This was so funny. <laughs> what? I'm at the airport, right? This is a true story. And uh, the bag handlers was talking, and I was kind of close to them, right? Mm-hmm. And the dude say, damn, man, that stink. And the dude say, what? He said, man, you don't smell that? And the dude say, no, nah, man, I got on a mask. He said, man, it stink. He said, dog, take your mask off. <laughs> he pulled his mask down. He said, hmm, I don't smell it no more. He said, oh, <laughs> hey, dog, hey, dog. <laughs> These two dudes was talking. This dude took off running. He said, that's you, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. That dude say, hold up, man. I'll be back. I'm going to go ahead and brush my teeth. (laughs) Wow. What? You need to brush. This just happened at the airport today. I remember to tell y'all that earlier. This really happened, man. These two bag handlers, these two bros was talking. He said, man, I smell something, man. He Mm. said, you smell that? He said, man, I don't smell nothing, man. But I said, mm. man, something smell. He said, man, take your mask off. He took his mask off. He said, hmm, I don't smell it. He said, hey, man, that's cause that's you. That's, <laughs> that's below the gums right there, partner. That's you. Yeah, it's gingivitis. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. he cupped his head and blew into it. He said, man, I got to go in here and brush my teeth. <laughs> and pray. <laughs> no, really. Hey, man, I promise you, true story. That just happened today. I'm going to tell y'all that. That was <laughs> While I was standing over there, boy, I, almost, I, I almost ran with them two dudes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, Steve. All right. Hey, transition um, into your closing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me say this to everybody. Um, I understand that uh, these are difficult times. I do understand it. And I understand that it's challenging. I understand the quarantine is real. I understand that it, it, it's days when it's just not fun. But man, can I tell you something, though? If you would just fix your focus, if you could just fix your focus, man, if you could just take your focus and put it on the good and the part to be grateful for, the fact that if you haven't been affected, that's something to be grateful for. If you've been affected and you survived it, that's something to be grateful for. If your children are safe, that's something to be grateful for, man. I know, man, people are complaining about the size of their apartments and everything, and y'all talking about this, but y'all got yards and all this here. Hey, 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 hey. It's uncomfortable for everybody. I don't care if you got a yard. I don't care if you ain't got no balcony. I don't care. It's uncomfortable. 
because we are in a new norm. And for a period of time, this is going to be the norm. So you've got to fix your focus. You got to, y'all. It's up to you. You can fix your focus. If you change your attitude about this whole thing, you will be amazed. There is some good in this for you. There is an opportunity in this downtime for you to make some improvements. I got you might not be working. I got that. I got you worried about how you're going to pay for this and how you're going to pay for that. But let me tell you something about worry that I've learned. I almost worried myself right on into high blood pressure. Let me tell you something I learned about worry. Worry changes absolutely nothing. And I learned the spiritual reason for my worry was I was projecting and looking off into a future of which I had no business or control over. But as I peered into the future, I saw just me there alone. I didn't see the God I served. I didn't see the God that had brought me through every other crisis I had ever been in in my life. I didn't filter that. I didn't I didn't put that into the equation. I just saw me and my shortcomings and my inadequacies in the future. And I began to worry and fret about it, become anxious over it. The moment I stopped worrying about the future, the moment I started living in the presence and talking to this God I serve. And then when I did look into the future, I incorporated into the equation that he'll be there also. It chilled me right on night. I invite you to do some saying. I invite you to do the same. Put some faith on it, y'all. Stop worrying. God gonna take care of you. He always has. Ain't that the truth? Those are my closing remarks. Well, love to say you have a great weekend, but it's almost here and it won't be a weekend. It'll just be a few more days. So let's just have some good more days off. That's what I'm going with. Bye. See you tomorrow, God willing. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 